Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Skyward Cast. I am Joey Craig, aka the Skyward King, here with my co-host, Mr. Delvin, the Super Podcaster Cox. What's going on, man? Family over the money, money over the bitches. Money don't mean nothing. That's why they calling the riches. I'm addicted to watches. Mommy telling you stop it. I got one over 50, 50. You better watch it. Now, I know you don't know what that is. That's Rick Ross, by the way. Who? Rick Ross. From when? That's it. That's all in cold blood. His mm. this, I've never been a fan anyway, so I'm not even surprised. I don't know. I'm not even going to respond to that with an answer. <laughs> one of these days, you're going to you know, actually rap something that I know. But... Oh, my God. How you don't know Rick Ross? This is the song where he was snapping at 50 Cent. Now, how do you not know Rick Ross? I just had this conversation the other day with somebody that Rick Ross is probably one of the most consistent rappers out there in terms of quality of music. Quality of music? Yes. His quality of music has never went down. And a lot of rappers can't. He doesn't have a bad album at all. Eh, I guess. I mean, he's uh, I mean, he's decent. His music is like the subjects of his music never really changes. And after a while, it's like have really, you, like you, you, can't, you can't really can't do anything different, bro. Have you heard a Rick Ross album? He is very versatile. You can do you. You need to hear some Rick Ross albums because he is very versatile with his music. I think only okay. the only knock I have on Rick Ross is the fact that in terms of his vocal range, he only has one style. He's not. You're not gonna get the fast rap from Rick Ross. You're not gonna get the slow rap from Rick Ross. He's just gonna ride the beat. And it's going to be a similar type of Marvin Gaye type beat. But he has a lot in terms of lyrics and in terms of content. He is very versatile. Vocal, like, like his range is actually like surprisingly to me, he has range. Like sometimes you'll hear him on a song and be like, that's Rick Ross. Because you know, sometimes he'll kind of raise it up a little bit, hit like a higher note. We kind of yelling on track. And usually he's, you know, he was trying to Keep it like low and time that that cool voice, you know. But he's he, like Rick Ross. My whole thing is, you need to hear some more Rick Ross music. I think you. It's a lot I've of heard stuff. a lot of Rick Ross music over the years. Maybe not not full. What full album of Rick Ross? I think I listened to. I, I can't you. remember the name. It's been a long time, but it I had one of my favorite tracks ever on it. Teflon Don is excellent. Deeper than rap is excellent. That might have been it. Is that the one with Dice Pineapples? No, that's um Deeper Than Rap is the one with the song I just rapped in Cold Blood. Um, Maybach Music 2 with Kanye West, Mafia Music, Yacht Club, Usual Suspect with Nas. Uh, Teflon Don is the one with Jay-Z, Freemason, Tears of Joy with CeeLo. So, he has so many great songs. I don't see how you... I can understand... He has decent tracks. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hating on him. It's just... A lot of times, you know, it's starting to sound the same, you know, especially over the years. What I said still stands. I mean, I mean, from, but he's from your area, so maybe that's why it's like. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say Rick Ross is one of the most consistent rappers ever. He doesn't put out bad music. Now, now whether people buy it or not is a different story, but he doesn't have a bad album. I mean, I, I could, I guess I could agree with that. I mean, I'm not saying like he, I can't really remember, yeah, a bad Rick Ross song, but 
Yeah, all right, all right. Oh, there's nothing, there's nothing I can say against that. Because the um, argument, well, it wasn't really an argument. I was having a debate with somebody about it, and they, they agreed with me basically that 50 Cent has more classic songs, mm-hmm. but Rick Ross has better albums. Mm. You mean like, like his classic albums? No, period. Like, like, Rick like Ross? including including Curtis and and before but, I self destruct and all that. But you gotta think about it. Man. This is what I'm saying. Fifty Cent has more classic songs. Like, get your get rich and die trying is a classic. No ifs ands or buts about it. People consider um, I think what's the second one? Um, the massacre. People consider the first two Fifty Cent albums a classic. Mm-hmm. After that, people are a little shaky on the rest of the Fifty Cent albums. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they kind of. Yeah, they it's like they they got some you got some little good tracks here and there, but the a lot of it's throw away. Really great, yeah. You don't yeah. really have that, Rick Ross. You may not have a classic that's the caliber of. Get Rich or Die Trying, but all of his albums are from all of Rick Ross albums are good from good to excellent. I don't think I want to I want to say excellent, and I think he has. I, I want to say Rick Ross has a classic album, but can you name one? People consider Teflon Don a classic. Who are these people? I I, I don't. People? You say a lot. I, see, this is why I'm thinking this is like a local thing because I have never. Heard anyone say Rick Ross has a classic album? I've never heard those words because it doesn't get brought up. Because Rick Ross is not the type of artist you bring up in a regular conversation. Rick Ross is one of those artists that when Rick Ross when Rick Ross drops an album, it's expected for it to be good. Somebody really never really talks about it. What? Yes, Who says a, that? People don't talk about Rick Ross albums like they talk about Drake albums and stuff like that. But Rick Ross is always in the conversation with the heavyweights, even though Rick Ross albums have never sold over. Gold. Rick Ross has a whole label based off of the fact that who he is, who he's bigger than who he is. Rick Ross has made a name for himself by basically being the biggest dog seen thus far, which sounds like a crazy thing. But when you look at it, Rick Ross hasn't put out these albums that are that's selling like fifty million records or anything like that. Rick Ross albums sell five hundred thousand. They go gold. They don't go crazy numbers, but he has a label behind it. He owns a whole bunch of wing stuff behind it because his name means something. He does songs with big artists like Jay-Z all the time. And people respect who Rick Ross is in terms of rap. You got to get in on some Rick Ross, man. I think you sleep. I don't him. know. Maybe one of these days I might. They put I, mean, I, I used to listen to Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? I used to really. There was just a couple albums I actually dug into. I can't even remember the name right now. Like It was so long ago, but there was a couple tracks I liked over the years. Only ones that actually stuck with me, and those were, what was it? Of course, like like the you know major hits like freaking Dice Pineapples and crap like that. But you know, I don't know. The main, uh, maybe one of these days I'm gonna have to dig into it. But I, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't really given him the time like that. Maybe. All right. Speaking of hip hop and artists, let's get into this Kanye West thing. I guess. We don't even need to talk about Kanye. Like, um, <laughs> I don't heard enough. I don't heard enough about this fool Kanye. This is a bigger conversation, not than just Kanye. I want to ask you this question. 
because Steve Harvey got flack for it and Kanye got flack for it for obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. is there any circumstances where you think African American celebrities should meet with President Trump? That's the what I want to bring it up to. I've always okay. thought it was I've always thought it was stupid for people to get upset at someone for trying to meet with the president. You know what I mean? This is whether you like him or not. If you don't like him, that's even an even better reason to try to meet with him to to come to some type of agreement. I mean, otherwise, well, you can just sit there and yell on the sidelines and he's going to continue to do what he does. Or you can sit down and try to talk and get something done. So to try to get at Kanye or or Steve Harvey or anybody who sits down with the man is is really stupid, in my opinion, like. I agree. I mean, you're not you're not making progress sitting there making all that noise on the side. Like you can, you and all the other people that are upset can sit there, and and do all that. But at the end of the day, unless unless you can do something to either get him booted out of there, well, that was pretty much it. Unless you can actually get him kicked out, it's not going to make a difference. He's still going to continue doing what he does. And none of that's going to stop him. So you might as well just at least take a chance and think, okay, well, maybe, maybe I can reason with him. Maybe we can come to some type of agreement and, you know, really make some type of change, you know? So I I see where they're going with that. But I think where the problem lies at is that Kanye basically – to put it nicely, he basically cooled out. <laughs> you know, you don't you can go meet with him, that's fine. I don't have that's not the problem I have with it, but don't c- come off like a man, like speak your ground and speak the things you want. Don't go in there gushing over him like a some high school teenager meeting your crush. You know, have some respect for yourself in terms of like, yo, this is what I want to get done. Yeah, I highly respect you, whether you respect him or not. If you're going through a respect thing, that's one thing, but. Have some respect as a man for yourself in terms of like, all right, this is what I want to get done. I want to meet with you for this. Yeah, I appreciate whatever you do if you agree with Trump's politics or not. Because that's never been an issue for me in terms of Kanye, even though I think Kanye kind of basically did a 180 from who he was when we first heard Kanye on College Dropout to who he is now wearing this MAGA hat. And I think that's the reason why people are kind of, pissed off at Kanye. It's not necessarily that um he's a Trump supporter. It's the fact that you basically went back on everything that you said, everything that you held dear to what people hold you accountable for in terms of your music. Kanye West is one of those people who inspired people with his music. And I think seeing him do the things that he do today hurts a lot of people. Now, now yeah, we, we can say the thing with, in terms of well, he's just a celebrity. You shouldn't follow celebrities. But we live in a world where celebrities are essentially king in a sense because one well, well, is a celebrity. Need to get rid of that. Yeah, you we should. Saying, but. It's not going to change no time soon. People have people have role models. People have idols and people who they look up to. And you can look at it like this. Look at two of the biggest people in the world that people look up to is Jay-Z and Beyonce. We don't, we don't live in times where people look up to people like Colin Powell, or political figures or people who are actually doing something to cha- make changes in the world. We so maybe in- this is a good thing. Maybe this yeah. is a good thing. This is the beginning 
of the downfall of idolizing celebrities. You know what I'm saying? We can get to a point where you can actually idolize the people that are sitting down and actually designing your future. You know what I'm saying? The people that are actually sitting down and and with other people and actually figuring out where they are going to lead society next. That makes more sense. You know what I'm saying? Get in the mindset of these people so that you can come after them and take that seat in the future instead of just looking up to these celebrities so then you can, you know, hope to be another person that people idolize but you really have no power. I mean, you have you have a little bit of power and influence, but there's only there's even limits to that because the people who have real power don't want you to have that much influence. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I, I'd see. You know, if this is the end of, you know, really people. Start, I mean, it's not really the end, but I would hope. You know, maybe we could. You know, you could flip it into something good. You could actually say this is. You know take this as a first step to lead people away from that yeah should have never actually looked at him as as that to begin with you know what i'm saying this someone that that should be like a a community leader or you know any of that he's just he's a, a rap artist that that says some really nice stuff he's i mean i guess i don't know it's, it's complicated and I understand it's like he's from the neighborhood and it's like, yeah, he's speaking for the people. He's the voice of the people in some ways. But it, it should never it should never get to that point where people feel so broken hearted well, because he goes. Go ahead. OK, this is what I want to ask you. So how do you feel about the, I don't know if you know about this or not. How do you feel about Taylor Swift? And what she did when she went out there and was like, hey, this candidate that's running where, I, where I'm from, Tennessee, doesn't have the same viewpoints as I have. She's not against, she's not against equal rights for women. She's against equal rights for gays. So I'm urging you people to go out and vote. Because that's on the flip side. So she basically is coming out and using her voice to speak against the Republican Party. So how do you feel about things like that? Whereas, and this is the and this is the crazy thing about it, and this is why why I specifically brought this up, because there was a time in history where it was flipped, where African Americans all had Kanye West's back, and Kanye West was speaking a good fight, and we looked at Taylor Swift like she's not one of us. So, and now in 2018, how crazy it is now, she's kind of fighting for the same thing we've been fighting for in terms of equality. And she's like, nah, you got to get these people out of, up out of here. And Kanye kind of flipped the script. And now he's, now nah, I like the way it is with Trump as a president. So how do you feel about that? Well, I can't really say too much about that because I honestly don't really know. I don't know anything about that. I don't really check into Taylor Swift and what she's about. Um, just like I don't really check about Kanye and what he's about. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it's cool if she's actually using her platform to, you know, to speak out about these things. But I mean, it, it's, I don't even, I feel like we're in a bad place just because her, her, her voice really means that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every, every time I think about this stuff, it's just like, why does this person's opinion mean so much? Why is it that she can move so many people? 
Yeah, just on. by giving her opinion. And I, I guess that, that doesn't really matter because, you know, that's what I'm talking about. What should be, that's not reality. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And for what it is, I guess, you know, that's cool for her. I don't know who she's speaking up for or or who she's actually encouraging people to go vote for or whatever. So I can't really give too much of an opinion on that. But, uh, well, I brought it up because because of what she did, like in 24 hours, 65,000 people registered to vote. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, if you really believe in the power of voting, that's that's really cool. I go back and forth sometimes. Sometimes I believe your vote matters. Sometimes I believe it, it really doesn't mean anything because at the end of the day, you got to still trust that when you submit that vote, that it's that the people on the other side, the ones that are in control of everything is, is going to keep the system in order and actually give your vote a fair shot. You know what I'm saying? And so, and it's like, okay, so you can't trust them to do all these other things right, but you actually, you know, trust them to count the votes right. You know, so I go back and forth about whether votes really matter. I think, I know a lot of people think like you, but I've always been of the mind that voting is important. And there's a lot of fishy things about voting that kind of bothers me in terms of like how you hear stories about voter suppression. And there's so many ways that they come up to stop African-American males from voting. And like one of the things I've always kind of harped on is the fact that not this is this affects you, but I'm quite sure it affects somebody who's listening to this podcast. All right. So follow me down this rabbit hole for a minute. Mm-hmm. You're arrested. You get a felony, right? You go to jail, you do your time, you come out. You are no longer allowed to vote. Why is that? I have no idea. That's my point. So why, if you serve your time and do what you need to do in prison and you get out, you are, you are no longer, you no longer have the right to vote. It seems. Yeah. I mean, that that is ridiculous. I mean, that's just, that's just another part of the system making it harder for you to succeed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it, it it's not, you know, the whole system is not really about rehabilitation it's it's just about you know once you get caught once you once you get that on your name that's just forever you know you it's it, well not for some people for most but some people are able to get out and then of course the people that are in charge of the system they love to look point to those people and they will look at them they were in your situation and they made it so if you can't well then it's pretty much all you but those are exceptions, you know what I'm saying? It's just like people point to Oprah. Like Oprah is is rare. That's not a common situation. Will Smith isn't common. But let me ask you. Common is the majority of the people that try to get to that spot and never get to it. Anyway, I'm drifting off, but I'm going to a different spot. But you get what I'm saying. But that's what I want to ask you about that. Do you think it's weird that when you if you do time in jail and you get out, the only right you don't have is the right to vote? the right to choose who your future president is or who your future senator is and things like that, why would they take that right away from you? It's to strip you of your power, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, 
my whole thing is this. Who would you think would be more likely to vote, vote for Democrats? A person who got out of jail or a person who are um, who hasn't been to jail? It really depends on the person who went to jail. Yeah. But I think <laughs> look at the, the way the system's set up. It's set up for a certain, it's set up for a person. How do I say this right? I don't want to misword this, but it's set up for people like, for example, we already know how our prison system's set up. Mm-hmm. African Americans get arrested every day for things that they may or may not have done. And, it's, and, and they get arrested and they get convicted and with no help. So you believe these these systems like this stripping your rights away is more put in place to hit the African Yes, I do think. Yeah, that. I'm yeah. Part of I mean, but but you know that's how that works in everything. That's just how they say that black people are, are like can be three and or I've, I've seen sometimes they said seven times more likely to get arrested for the same crime that a white person might commit, even though they do the same, they do the same thing at the same rate or something like that. So, you know, everything is unbalanced. So I'm not, that's nothing surprising. It's nothing surprising, but that doesn't make it right. And oh, I definitely. Think, definitely. I think the fact that, my point is, the fact that out of all the things they can take away from you, they take away your right to vote, mm-hmm. shows how powerful voting is. How they don't really want you to have that power to vote and it can be taken away from you. They're going to take it away. And it's crazy to say that it's not to get too political because it's not a Republican or a Democrat thing. I said that earlier, but I didn't mean it in, that, in terms of like that. But the right to vote, once you do your time, you should not have that taken away from you. Because it's your God-given right to vote for who it to change your environment, to change who you want to be, your mayor, your governor, your senator, because Right now, a lot of people are mad for who's president, but on the same note, a lot of people didn't vote. Well, they didn't vote because they felt like, well, either way, it's it's not really going to work out in your favor, right? But, uh, I mean, I I guess there was, you could have picked the lesser of two evils. Exactly. I mean, and I did. I voted. I voted for Hillary. Like, what else was I going to do? Right. I'm not going to just, it was like, I don't know if this is going to do anything, but it was like, I would have rather do it, you know, had done it and it actually made things better than not do it. And, you know, if it even, you know what I'm saying? If it, if it actually was going to do something, then I would rather have helped sway things toward a, a better option for America. But, Hey, things still didn't work out that way. So, and I, I still don't. I don't know if if that's just because there's some corrupt stuff going on. Like we still don't all know what the whole situation was with the voting. But you know, hey, is what it is. If it helped, you know, if if I did my part, is all I'm saying. Yeah, and I think I feel bad because I look at where we're at now and. People try to say, oh, it's just Twitter, but no. We are really more divided than we've ever been in the country in a long time. There's clearly a line of people of right and wrong, and that line has been blurred. 
to no, I wouldn't say that. I don't think we've. I don't think we're more divided than we've ever been in a long time. I'll Come on, uh, like a lot of these things that that people are divided on, these are these are the things that we've all known about, but just people weren't bold enough to just be so like overtly racist. You know what I'm saying? These are the things that were swept under the rug, but now people are are. are they're they're ready to get work done and and so well when things start to change then you know the skeletons pour out the closet and i don't know it's just actually i i, I gotta be honest i prefer it this way i huh. prefer this way where everything how people actually feel is just laid out on the table don't lie to me don't you know we talked about this before you know what i'm saying i you know, I don't want someone smiling in my face and calling me a monkey behind my back. You know what I'm saying? Just you keep it 100 with me all the time. Tell me how you really feel. You know, so I like to know how how people are really feeling, you know, instead of how it was a couple years ago where everyone was still trying to hold on to this idea that we live in a post-racial America. All that was going on up until Obama came. And then all that crap went all out the window because the racist people weren't going to sit back and let that happen without a fight. See, I agree that I'm glad it's out in the open. But my problem is that the things that are going on now are absurd. Mm -hmm. like all these, um, what you want to call them, the permit patties and all that stuff are like did you hear the story and this one pissed me off to a high degree about the little kid walking through the store and the lady called the police saying that the kid grabbed their butt i saw a clip about that i didn't i didn't really get the whole thing of what happened okay basically that's what happened it was a lady was in the store like a convenience store she was buying something at the counter mm -hmm. the kid was walking by with his mother and his book bag because there's video footage of this. His book bag brushed against the lady. She had a fit. She started screaming at the mother saying her, her nine-year-old son grabbed her butt. And she's like, no, that's not what happened. That She calls the cops with this kid. Tried to have the kid arrested. Cops reviewed the footage. They see that this nine-year-old kid did not grab her butt. What? Mm -hmm. And this nine-year-old kid thought the kid thought he was gonna go to jail. But just imagine that, that video footage wasn't there. Yeah, well. that, that they're trying to put a nine-year-old kid in jail. Well, Emmett Till. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not surprising. Like this has been happening forever. But I mean, it's a sign of progress. I mean, maybe not on the, on the behalf of like people like the woman that called the cops or even the cops, because who knows how they would have reacted had the footage not been there. But it's just a sign of progress for, I don't know, just, just the fact that we have that on our side. Technology. You know what I'm saying? You have technology, you know what I'm saying? So you can actually have proof recordings to have that on your side. It's more we've progressed to the point where we have more tools to defend ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And it's like sometimes that's that's the best that's the best you can do. And that's you know just be happy with that. I don't know. I'm I'm me. I mean I I, I speak this way because I'm kind of like 
I'm at a point where I'm burnt out about worrying about other people and what they do or being offended or like this is oh this is so terrible it is terrible you know what i'm saying but you know you reach a point where it's just like okay i've seen it so much like i'm i'm numb to it you know what i'm saying i'm numb to to being to feeling upset about it until like we actually get to a point of what are we going to do about it you know what i'm saying and uh right now we need to do something about it so i mean but when people start talking about solutions like I'm there, you know what I'm saying? But if if you just want to sit back and everyone wants to, you know, play replay the clips and share them all around and everyone can just as a group be offended and and hurt and sad and oh this is a terrible world we live in. Y'all can go ahead and do all that. When you well, want to have solutions, then come tap me on the shoulder. I'm here. And I think and to close this out, because we need to get on some happy and tough subject because it's depressing. To close this out, <clears throat> maybe let me make myself clear when I say this. Mm-hmm. or a democratic issue this is a humanity issue an issue of people being just and fair to each other and I think that's where with these party lines we lose the fact that hey these are normal people on the other side people have jobs, people have kids and when these decisions are being made you're affecting them not only like kids from this generation but kids from the next generation the things that we do today has a great effect on what happens tomorrow. And we need to treat each other better, point blank. Yeah, yeah, N- that would be very nice. I hope, I hope we actually get to a point where people do, uh, you know, treat everyone fairly and and just follow the basic rule of treat everyone how you would like to be treated. That's the kindergarten rule, but people haven't gotten that yet. Hopefully, one day they will, and we'll all have a peaceful world. But uh, until then, I think we all just need to do better of uh, we as especially black people need to come up with a plan to operate better instead of marching in response. It's a lot of uh, like reactionary behavior instead of being proactive. I agree with that too. But anyway, yes, where were you going with this next topic? No, let's do <laughs> want to talk about let's talk about the Red Dead thing. Red okay. Dead out this week. So, you know, I I, I pre-ordered on PS4. Mm-hmm. And they have a thing on PS4 where you can decide whether you want it to download early in your system so when it comes out, you can start playing. So, of course I said, yeah. I download Red Dead early. I noticed that the download link came out super early. Like as of the time we rec- were recording this, I've already had the game downloaded to my system, and the game doesn't come out for like another five or six days. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Why did it come out so early? I look at the download. It's ninety-four gigabytes. That's insane. Yeah, that mess is crazy. Now, my guess is it's 94 gigabytes because it's two games in one. Because I, I know Grand Theft Auto is like that in terms of like you have Grand Theft Auto 5, which is a regular your regular game, which I think is 50 gigabytes. And GTA Online, I think it's another 50 gigabytes or something like that. So I'm assuming that Red Dead is, is Red Dead 2 
and the Red Dead Online, which I'm assuming is like GTA Online, is another 50 gigabytes. But that's crazy that we're getting to this point where we're going to get 100 gigabyte downloads for games, especially with the way internet works with your, you only have so much downloads allocated to your whatever internet service you have. But you got a data cap? Yeah, most you know, it's definitely down here. Most um, internet down here has data caps. Ooh, that is a struggle. We, yeah. I've never had a data cap, but we don't have Comcast around here. So, what do y'all have? Comcast and AT and T, and both have data caps. Ooh, struggle. Oh man, that's terrible. We we had Verizon around here, and uh, Charter. While the quality might not be the greatest. We, we've you know it's it's just go go and download as much as you want you know what i'm saying so i i thank god for that <laughs> but geez that is that's rough man we need to get out of they need to upgrade to, to 2018 standards with that with that, that that shouldn't be a thing anymore yeah comcast has one terabyte you can download up to one terabyte a month Oh man, one terabyte. I mean, that's you know what, one terabyte. That's 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 a lot. But I mean, I don't know how much. Like, if you're streaming 4K video on Netflix and you're streaming music, a lot faster than you think. That's what that's what my point was. Because think about like this month. This month is a big month for video games. Yeah, um, WWE 2K18 came out. Red Dead came out. Was coming out. Um. What is the NBA um, 2K come out this this month too? Well, I heard little... some people talking about it, but I I don't touch the sports game, so I can't. No, I'm pretty sure it must have come out recently. I heard people talking about it. Yeah, a lot of big games come come out came out this month. Call of Duty. So if you were to download all these games, and most of these games are 40 and 50 gigabytes per game, your data cap will be up pretty doggone quick know how to solve that buy physical it's the best way to go about it <laughs> even if you buy physical games they you have to down like for example you bought red dead physical right yeah you would save yourself the 50 gigabytes for red dead 2 but you still have to download red dead online why it doesn't come on the disc trash and that's what that, a lot of kids are doing. That mess right there is is absolute garbage. Like, what's the whole point? Like, why don't you just slap? I hate I hate that you're paying for the full package, but you're technically not even getting the whole thing that you paid for. It's like, okay, we're gonna give you half right now, and we give you the the rest at a, at a later date. Like, I didn't pay for that in payments. Like, let me give you thirty right now, and you can give you thirty later if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Don't that kind of bull crap. Ugh. But so. that happened with a lot of games. Like I, I bought, I bought a couple of physical games as of late. I can't remember which ones they were on top of my head. But as soon as I put them in the system, it says download and patch. And the patch may be five or ten gigabytes right there. And yeah, that's that's. I don't think that should be acceptable either. I feel like. And, and that, I guess that kind of just goes down to the culture in gaming and game development, which kind of goes back to um, Red Dead 
and how they were talking about how they were putting in a hundred hour weeks. You know what I'm saying? That culture oh. where you're, every everyone is being rushed, everyone is being pushed to their limits to hurry up and reach this date. You know what I mean? You can't get the best quality product out day one. So it's just like, we'll shovel you out the best we can do right now. And then hopefully we'll be able to put all the blocks in place later. That's that's BS. If they would just tone it down a little bit, probably employee satisfaction would go up tenfold and we'd actually get higher quality games. Let me ask you this, since you brought it up, what did you think about that whole hundred hour week thing? At first I thought like, you know, wait, if 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 the team if the team is all on you know all for it. I mean, because I'm not going to stop anyone from from really wanting to just get in there and grind. And and that was the that was the vibe that they were trying to get out. You know, what I mean, oh, me, all the team, we all pulled together and put in all this time to get you guys out the best product. But, you know, that's like a fantasy idea. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's the dream that they're trying to sell us from the outside. You know, it's like it's like the uh, the image of the old school farm when they talk to you about food. And then in real life, you got factory farms. You know what I'm saying? It's not really going down like that. A lot of these people aren't making the choice to put in 100 hours. You know what I'm saying? And, and, if, and if they're not willing to do it. They might be, well, if you're not willing to do it, we might go get somebody else that will. And they don't want to lose that check, you know, which I understand, you know, that's just the life. So these people are being pushed to go along with that to meet these deadlines. And that's not okay. You know what I'm saying? If it was all like whoever wants to put in all this time, like go ahead, you know what I'm saying? Then that's that's by choice, but it's not. And we don't want to create a culture where that's the standard that everyone has to live up to. 100 hour weeks you know what i'm saying it's we we got there's enough stresses in life you know what i'm saying people trying to figure out how to fit everything in you don't need to be we don't need to be creating making things even worse so let me ask you this then see at first i was like that too but then i thought to myself are they, if they're working 100 hour a week are they getting paid overtime for this Overtime or not, I mean, yeah, who knows? Is, is that stress worth that money, though? You know what I'm saying? That, that's a big difference. If they're being properly compensated for it and they choose to do it, then I don't see a problem with it. But you know, this isn't choice. Like, there's no, they, the, the companies don't usually operate like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, we, at the people at the top, we think we should do a 100-hour week, so this is what we are going to do, meaning everybody doesn't, doesn't mean if you want to or not. You know what I'm saying? Now, I mean, if they were really doing it like that, that's fine, but I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I think it's just like, this is, we got to hit this deadline. Uh, I'm going to need all hands on deck. Um, and people might start... I, I feel like you probably got an environment where people are afraid to actually say they won't for fear that they would be fired. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to stop that too, by the way. We can't have an environment where people have to be, have the fear for their job. There are actual certain laws to working people that long. Like you can't do certain things with people in terms of how many hours they can work a work week, how many hours they can work a day without a break, for example. Mm. That's a big thing. You can't just be like, Oh, you have to work 14 hours a day, no break, because you have to get it done. No, you have there's rules and laws where you can 
get like companies get fined for this. So there's certain things they can't specifically tell you. Hey, you got to work 14, 15 hours each day. They can't specifically tell you that because a lot of the, a lot of those things are against the law. There are legalities to that, and I think people are just too scared to speak up about it. They can't fire you for saying, "Hey, I worked my shift. I need to go home to my family." Yeah, it may be frowned upon, but you can't get fired for that. Oh, but there are the unwritten rules of the workplace. And some some places, it may not be on paper. You know, on paper, it may say, well, you only are required to work these hours, but you know, you know how things flow. And you'll see, they probably make examples. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, well, Thomas decided he wasn't going to work this 100-hour shift, or not 100-hour shift, you know, this this 100-hour week. And uh, well, he, he, you know, he took he took an extended break. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and after you see that, that lets everybody know, okay, well, this this isn't you can't just decide to not do that. You know what I'm saying? There are just their rules of the the game. And that that needs to change. It's just workplace culture. You know what I'm saying? I think as a society, we need to get away from this this whole thing of people working so much i mean five days a week nine to five right like that's that's crazy if you got kids that leaves that leaves very little time for you to actually sleep get home and chill spend time with your kids if you have kids even if it's just spend time with yourself you have this real small window to actually live your life the majority of your time is either dedicated to preparing for work or being at work like that's not that's not how people are supposed to be existing everything about our entire society and just just culture is just wrong it's all prepared it's all about preparing you to become a worker and then once you're once you're locked into that system like man you just you just feel stuck like what can you do like you can't just decide to just I'm not going to work that way. Because then you fall off. Well, you lose everything. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're just depending on yourself. Anyway, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but. Well, thank you, Joy. Two depressing conversations. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look, this is this is life. You know what I'm saying? This is stuff that I think about all the time, man. Society is, is real messed up, you know? It doesn't have to be depressing. I mean, this is, it just is what it is. And I think that's, for me, these things don't really depress me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's because it just, it's just, I take a, uh, it is what it is approach to a lot of stuff. I mean, just as a way to protect myself. Cause one, I just, I just can't do it. I can't allow myself to be emotionally like affected by all these different things. Cause I'll be a mess, you know what I'm saying? Like I need to be able to talk about the tough things that go on in some areas and not be affected. Okay. So, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, like, I mean, and that's, that's kind of how it goes for a lot of things. Like I could talk about problems with food, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was talking about earlier, factory farming and all these different conditions of your food, what's actually in your stuff. And I, you know, when I get in these conversations about people, they look, Oh, why you want to ruin this for me? Why does it have to? Why you want to get into something deep? Like it's not deep. Like this is just life. You know what I'm saying? Like why can't we talk about what's in our food? You're gonna eat it. Like this is this is this is how it goes. But you know, bring up the movie, Joe. You have a question. 
subjects. People being overworked and the decline of our country. You have a topic that you want to bring up that you ask, you ask questions on the internet. What was your first question you asked on the internet to people? Okay, the first question, uh, let me see. I think it's from Bobby, a.k.a. the Nintendo Guru. It is, what is your favorite kind of pizza? Okay, how do you want to tackle? You want to tackle this like what do you like on your pizza, or you want to t- like brand company? Um, let's do both. You know what I'm saying? Throw it all together. Just for one full conversation. We we'll have to break it in. Break you want to go away. first, then, or want me to go first? Hey, you can go for it, man. Okay, I generally like my pizza simple. I like it with just the meat on it, like um, pepperoni, bacon, and um, sausage. But I am impartial too. And I know this is a weird answer because everybody's like, oh, that's not a real pizza. But my favorite pizza to eat, believe it or not, is Pizza Hut Pan Pizza. And I know you may be thinking to yourself, why Pizza Hut Pan Pizza? It's because I remember when I was a kid, my grandmother used to take me, my brother, and my cousin every week to Pizza Hut. And we sit down and, um, this is back when they used to have a whole bunch of Pizza Huts that had like a diner. Like it was almost like a it was almost like a restaurant. They had like a a dining area where you can um they cook your pizza, they bring it to your table, and they um had like a salad bar and stuff like that in there. And I remember going there every week and eating a pan pizza, and it was fantastic. And just sitting in that environment, joking with my cousin and my brother, are some of the times I would never forget in my life. And I think. Because of that, I'm impartial to pizza. And I remember how, how the old building used to look like the brownish color outside with the red top. I don't think they even have those type of pizza no more. Most of the pizza now are like um, white builders that just do carryouts. But I specifically remember the days of going in a pizza hut and sitting down and eating dinner. So I'm very impartial to pizza hut pizza. Mm. I've never had that experience. We never had pizza. Pizza was pizza was always that sounds like a you know what I've had that experience at Chuck E. Cheese. That's what we used to. That's a good one too. They do they do have you know what? I I was about to say they, they have good pizza, but you know what I realized? It's the cheese. It's all the cheese. Like cause I because I'm vegetarian now, right? Well, closer to vegan. Cause I don't I don't even do dairy. And so I went to Chuck E. Cheese for my nephew's birthday. And I was like, okay, you know, I can still get a pizza. And I, I you know, threw the sauce on there. They, you know, they had a little whatever, the season on the crust. And and it was one of the worst pizzas I ever had. Because it didn't have it didn't have the fats and the salts from the sausage or the pepperoni or the salt and you know the crap from the cheese. Like the 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 crust is absolutely like flavorless. And that's like one of the most important parts of your pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, so obviously it's it's all masked. So even that was a freaking <laughs> a lie. <laughs> and I know it's like, dang, you making this, you <laughs> bringing down the pizza argument. <laughs> I brought a story about how me, my grandmother, and my brother and my cousin went to pizza and enjoyed Pizza Hut pizza. 
and you come in talk about how the pizza's a lot. Hey, listen, listen. Okay, look, look. Oh, God, Joey. Back in the day, back in the day, it was really good. You know what I'm saying? I, I really enjoyed that. Pizza Hut, uh, not Pizza Hut. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese Pizza used to be really, really good. Um, I think my favorite pizza, back when I used to actually eat full pizza, you know, with pepperoni, sausage, all that stuff, it used to be delicious. It was Pizza Hut, definitely. Because they had, like, the like the... It's that bomb crust. It's like crispy on the outside and still like fluffy on the inside. You know, like I like the, the regular crust, you know what I'm saying? And like that's that's just my favorite. Like the a supreme, you know what I'm saying, with the onions, bell peppers. Sometimes you get pineapple on there. No, you don't. Pineapple on there, yes. No, that's disgusting, Joy. Pineapple on pizza is no, the way it is supposed to be. You know, you are a terrorist. the Canadian bacon, you know what I'm saying? Which yeah, is like pineapple. Gonna, you know what? You you you're a hater, man. You're a hater, just I'm like a hater. You, you literally brought down the vibe of the podcast because you keep getting depressing stuff. Listen, this is real life I'm talking about. Oh. You know what I'm saying? If you can't keep it real on here, where can you keep it real? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, hey, that's a lot of favorite pizza. Remember, you're like, yeah, I remember when I was in Vietnam. I'm <laughs> 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 about Joey. Listen. <laughs> I remember the dark days. <laughs> like, yo. No, it used to no. Okay, look, look, look it, no, but it used to be good though. You know what I'm saying? Um, but definitely, pineapple on pizza is the way to go. It's not the way to go. It what is. Chuck E. Cheese. Since you brought it up, do you think the pizza was actually good, or you think you should remember it being good because you was a kid then? And when you were a kid, everything tastes good. No, I think it was really good. I think it was it was legit good, but it was it was just like everything else about it was good and basically like the crust was just the holder like a non like a flavorless holder for the rest of the fla flavorful ingredients you know what i'm saying okay. I, I, like you can still smell it like it just it smells delicious and like I, my family like they still go there and and still enjoy it like it's still pretty bomb pizza you know what i'm saying like when and, and like the fact that Chuck E. Cheese actually has like um, what's that 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 company that does like uh, delivery? You can order it on your phone. Um, Postmates. Postmates, yeah, that's what. The I'm fact that, the fact that you can do Postmates at pizza at uh, freaking Chuck E. Cheese like their pizza is 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 great. The fact thing. that what I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a thing out here, but yeah. It's I wish I wish like I, I saw the pizza that they had that day. That was just like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, man, I was so tempted because there was some leftover. <laughs> it's like, man, like I just wanted to taste that just just one more time. But we're going to have another conversation another day about why you are vegan. Not today. But another day, probably next time, about why you're vegan. <laughs> Cause I feel like this vegan conversation would go another whole two, three hours. Oh, it's a very interesting conversation. But are you prepared for that? Like some people don't like to hear my reasoning behind it because it makes them think about their reasons why they continue 
to eat the way they do. That's why I said we're going to do it on the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Conversation of uh, and a debate about this, which I'm all for. But you had another question too, didn't you? Didn't you get another question? Yes. Question was from Doggone It. Who was the who who put the question? You I think it was uh it was Derek, right? Uh best know. album. I think it was Was it Derek? I think it was uh yeah, best rap album, favorite rap album of the year. Oh, right, you go first. I gotta think about this one. Honestly, I can keep it 100 with you. I haven't listened to that much hip hop this year. Um, a lot of, a lot of, no, a lot of the stuff I listen to is from you know past years. You know, I have so much, I have like a large collection of just my favorites. It's like I have singles that I listen to. You know what I'm saying? But 2018 honestly hasn't been the best year for hip hop. What you know I'm saying? Like it, we we had like some. There's like there's some good tracks, but like solid albums. I don't know. I feel like the, like the music industry is on a on a freaking you know is really on a decline, especially when it comes to mainstream. Like mainstream used to have some flavor to it, you know what I'm saying? Especially uh, '90s, even early 2000s, and not even just early 2000s. I'm talking like even like I think before 20 2014 and before, you know what I'm saying? But now a lot of stuff is just kind of like it's the album is it feels like mostly filler and then you have those few songs that are major hits like a lot of people have a serious hard time delivering a full body of work that's actually worth listening to more than once you know what i'm saying put on some albums that came out this year some great albums came out this year i, I can't name one other than lupe fiasco uh drogas wave that that's one absolute fire of course but lupe always brings fire you know what i'm saying but it is that okay drogas light that that really wasn't that fire but tetsuo and youth absolute fire i bought that that was i need to get all his albums well except except drogas light okay um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you some of the albums out there that came out this year that was great okay eminem album was great do you agree yeah. on that? <laughs> Hey, this is all opinion based. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I want to. I'm trying to give you ones that came out this year. Um, Ti album people love. Mm-hmm. Just from what I heard about it, just from what I heard, like just a little bit, that sounded like it would be fire. Ti, but he he always brings just straight fire. But he's extremely underrated. I honestly like I say he's underrated, but I don't even listen to his albums like I should. And it's weird because I want to because I know he 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 brings quality, but I just don't listen to him. I don't know. And this That's, goes back to the same comment I'll be telling you about Rick Ross. Him and T.I. are on the same type of level. No, don't don't disrespect T.I. like that. Look, I don't disrespect T.I. I feel like he has T.I. is like is a real person. You know what I'm saying? Rick Ross is a character. Rick Ross is a character. And there's in, in a very he doesn't have that many sides to him. You know what I'm saying? Like even Rick Ross is the kind of dude like you can have he could be featured on a song that has real meaning. And he comes through talking about watches and drugs 
and trash like that. I've heard him on multiple tracks doing that trash. And I'm like, you couldn't you couldn't get it right for one track. Are you serious? I think you are highly underestimated Rick Ross. Big time. But I'm gonna move on to some other but incredible. Say it again. You uh you're cutting out. You're real muffled. Book of Ryan. Incredible. Royce the five nine. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't I don't touch his stuff. I don't he has a he has a vibe. I've listened to that, but just saying all the albums this year too. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Black Thought, Stream of Thoughts. Also an incredible album. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Just list all the songs off and then I'll, I'll list all the albums and then I'll go for it. One, I'm only saying that because every single time I start talking, it's like it muffles you and then you come back into balance. And then it's like this weird thing going on. When I talk, I throw you off. So go ahead. I don't want to name out. I'm just naming one that people thought were above average and great. Um, another one is uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, fire. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And it goes, uh, my favorite album this year, I'm going to tell you what my favorite album this year was. Believe it or not, people are going to be shocked when I say this. Logic. Young Sinatra 4 is excellent. Doggone it. Go ahead. That's a great album. Did you hear that album? No. I know you didn't hear it. No, I didn't. I didn't. Is that a... This is the album after he had, because he had a whole bunch of singles last year that I, I thought were decent, but I never gave Logic um, a chance. He gets a bad rap. Like, and you know, and it's, it's not even because like, I think he's a bad dude, like, because he's talented. Like, I listen to him on a track and it's just like, wow, he's, he's kind of a beast. I mean, he, he does seem like you know, he's really opinionated sometimes, you know what I mean? And, and people don't really... You know that that whole Mister Know It All type of thing can be a little off-putting sometimes, but it's like when you really listen to what he's saying, he's talking truth. But you know, I'm just the kind of person I like to separate the person from the art, right? And and since I can do that, like that really has nothing to do with that. That's just like I can go in to listen to a Kanye album and not be like, oh, Kanye's. I can't listen to his music because he went to go talk to Trump. Like I don't care. That has nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying, but I just I just never listened. But but what about it is fire? It's just a very well put together hip hop feeling album. It feels like a it feels a lot like a '90s hip hop album, like something that you'd hear like Nas rap on or old school Jay Z or Wu Tang. He has a song Wu Tang that's excellent. Really, all Wu Tang Clan, literally all of the songs like 15 minutes long. You said 15 minutes long. It's very long. It's like 10, 15 minutes long. It's called Wu Tang Forever. I hope it doesn't go on for too long, man. <laughs> I hope it's not one of those tracks that drags on. It's a point where once you get past, I love the song, but once you get past all the members of the Wu Tang Clan, you like you're like, all right, fam. I don't need to hear no more of this song. But it's it's a good song. It just has every member of the Wu-Tang Clan on it. And then Logic, I think Logic raps his first, the first verse. And after that, it literally just becomes the Wu-Tang Clan. So the Wu-Tang Forever. So if you like something like Wu-Tang Forever, you probably like this song. 
So wait, what what song Wu Tang Forever? Like Wu Tang has a song called Wu Tang Forever. They have a Wu Tang Forever song, but oh, because the only Wu Tang Forever song I know is from Drake, no, which that. is which is fire. No, it is it's it's fire. Don't how do you have the Wu Tang Forever song without the Wu Tang on the song? Because it's supposed to be like you paying respect. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to give off the vibe of the people that influenced you. You know what I'm saying? No. 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 Like that's like that hasn't happened a billion times. I think think it was way better. In the song. Have you heard Drake Wu Tang Forever by Drake? Yes, I did. That's what I'm telling you now. I wouldn't buy but that one. You're a hater, man. That's what I'm saying. That's why I gotta I gotta question your taste overall. See, because when I, I come and tell you about it, I try to put you on to absolute fire, and you just, you can't, no. it's just like you, your taste won't let you, won't let you get what I'm saying. I've heard the song. I don't like that Drake song. It's trash. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't want to hear Drake think about Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> That's something I don't want to hear. No. Stop it, fam. Straight. Don't do it. Fire, and it's not just singing. He sung the chorus, but you know the rest was just straight bars. No, no. If you are doing a song that's how much the Wu Tang, you need to be spitting about liquid swords and crazy nonsense like the clan does. You can't be coming on here talking all this, rapping and be like, "I love you." No, 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 no. Oh, 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 no. See now, now I don't even know if you really listen to it. You know, I love you. Come on. They didn't say anything like that. I don't want to hear none of that. Drake needs to stop. When Drake raps, Drake is excellent. When Drake does all this crooning crap, no, fam. Stop it. He was rapping. The song is rap. He just sung the chorus. Like, that's what he does. Come on now. No, fam. All right. All right. Keep going, man. (laughs) Just keep going. J Rock. J Rock album was very good. And I'm quite sure I'm missing some albums. Wayne album was pretty good, but I wouldn't say it's the best album of the year or nothing like that. But yeah, Wayne's album was pretty good too. I, I didn't even finish it. Like it, it was, it was like just from listening to it, it was like, yeah, you could do better, you know. And it, it's, it's like it's. I don't want to say like it's an album where he's held up by the beats, but it kind of feels like that, like especially on. Like a track like Uproar, which I feel like he borderline disrespected the beat with those lyrics. Like the, the, the beat is so classic, you know what I'm saying? It comes from freaking, you know, that, that classic special delivery. And it was. People love that song, by the way. People love it. Uproar is cool, but like this, you can only love it when you're just. When you're not paying attention to what he's saying for the most part, you know what I'm saying? But when you really dig into it, it's like, really, this is what this is the best you could do for this track. Like people know what he can do. So to hear him do that is extremely disappointing. I wish Uproar was the the, four, the last verse in special delivery. And the timelines match up like it. When Special Delivery came out, Wayne was popping, so it would have been cool. Like, I wish somebody right now would take the best verse from Uproar and just add it to Special Delivery, the Special Delivery remix. Oh, I'm sure somebody did that. It's not a, you know, you're talking about official. 
It's gonna be official, but I wish I just did that. Period. Because special delivery is a phenomenal song, especially mm. the remix. Oh yeah, I think that that was the only one that I heard until like this week. What from Wayne's album? Hmm. That's the only song you heard from Wayne's album. That special delivery was the only G Dep song you heard. No, no, the 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 remix, the special delivery, was like the only version that I heard until this week. Oh, okay. So you you just recently heard the original version, mm-hmm. which is very good. Which did you did you hear the story about that song? Period. No. Well, I don't know if you. Remember, well, I'm quite sure you don't remember this, but there was a time where Diddy was putting out all these albums. And like songs, like what was the album called? I think it was Bad Boy. The song continues with the um album. Like all the great songs that was on other people's album before the album came out, he just basically put it on the song continues album. So like special delivery been out forever, and G Dep put it on this. By the time it came out on G Dep's album, everybody's already heard the song. That's trash. <laughs> Picking each one of these songs on people, people's albums before they came out and put them on this bad boy compilation. So a special delivery was another song called Blast Off that was really good. All on this bad boy compilation that was, uh, I think it was called The Song Continues. It was a great bad boy compilation album. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of hurt G-Dep's album because if you would have heard special delivery on G-Dep's album, that's a hit song. Yeah, it's fire. It's absolute fire. Like that that beat, it just I understand why people are just always Harlem shaking to that song. It's it's it's, it's absolute fire. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean that's Diddy though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's that's why people they like Diddy as a person, but when it comes to promotion and all that stuff, they like don't don't really mess around. Cause, you know, he's he's a beast at pushing certain oh. artists and himself but for the other people he's he's like birdman he, he really is like birdman you know what i'm saying the majority of the whole roster they get they get the trash treatment and then there are a select few that they actually get bumped up to the a team and they get the most done for him like look at look at cash money young money the majority of those people they didn't even get a, a full album they didn't. They didn't. They got like releases on a freaking compilation album. Well, and it's, it's, it's the same money, type. Yeah. Cash money, no. Young money, yes. But OG Cash Money, everybody. OG Cash Money got an album. Only why they didn't got an album because they was in jail. <laughs> but oh no, no, I'm not talking about old school Cash Money. I, I know Cash Money was was a beast back in the day. I'm talking about at once, once Lil Wayne okay. and Young Money became the face of cash money you know what i'm saying birdman. yeah and birdman took the backseat role you know what i'm saying he then it was just basically lil wayne drake tyga and Nicki minaj and then even tyga started to get that back you know start to get pushed back after a while until he just eventually got pushed off the label yeah all right man is there anything else we need to talk about we've been going for a while now Really? Yes. Over that. Like, it was like good, like forty-five minutes. A little bit over that. Buddy. 
Oh, that's not too bad. Won't be too hard to edit. I'm gonna have to cut out all these uh these parts where you're muted. We definitely have to fix that. Sorry about all the noise, if y'all could hear it. I don't know if you could, but some fool decided to uh, rev his car as soon as we started. Uh, <laughs> but it, hey, but it is what it is, man. I'm gonna have to try to uh, mute that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you haven't already, um, so make sure to subscribe to the Skyward Vision channel on YouTube to get the get the podcast on on youtube whenever it it comes out Um, also um definitely subscribe to the podcast on itunes or and check it out on spotify also and if you listen on it on itunes listen to it on itunes make sure to go give that a rating because you know it helps bump the podcast out there a little bit you know what i'm saying expose it to more people i didn't know this was spotify yeah yeah (laughs) It's Spotify. Me that too. <laughs> Jesus. It, I put that on, I put it on Twitter all the time. Totally like you just, you, you just don't even pay attention to the post, man. Like you... <sighs> Greg's the worst. I'm the worst, but you're not aware of what's going on and with the promotion of the podcast. Okay. If you don't tell me, you're the worst. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, what do you know? The Skyward cast. Yeah. It's everywhere. Oh, by Jody Craig. Oh, this is new. Yeah. Maybe I should subscribe to the podcast I'm a part of on Spotify. (laughs) I should put your name on there. I don't don't, don't know how to do that. I don't even know this podcast exists on Spotify. You You need to fix yourself, man. And there he goes again. Can you hear that? Y'all heard it. What a dick. (laughs) Jeez, freaking moron. But for real, it only says Joey Craig. Yes, I'm looking right at it. I'm on Spotify right now. Hey, I'm gonna have to put your uh, your name like on the on the the cover. It's gonna say with co-host Dublin Cox. No, it's okay. You just uh, screwed me over. Hey, man. I'm not even mentioned. You're like, you know, what? What, see, episode. what are you talking about? Like, you're there. You're there somewhere. I mean, look, I <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'll keep it 100 with you. What happened was when you sign up for iTunes and all that crap, um, it just it's like it, it pulls it and takes it directly. It's just like if you look on iTunes, it says the Skyward cast by Joey Craig. I didn't think it was gonna even put my name and say by Joey Craig. But I, yeah, it did. I am mentioned in episode one and episode two. So if you didn't notice, if you didn't know I was on the podcast, you damn sure would know now. Hey, listen, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that. <laughs> I actually just noticed that like maybe earlier this week when I was messing with it. And I was like, hmm, I should probably fix that. <laughs> no for me whatsoever. Oh, hey, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that. It's going to say the Skyward cast hosted by Joey Craig and Delvin Cox. And I'm going to go in and mess with the account settings. Just leave it just the way it is. The Skyward cast. Ah, I, I want you to be represented in the part of the podcast 
I just I'm not even in the description of the podcast. You are in the description of the podcast. Right now. Social links. When I put social links. Conversational room. While the foundation of the cast is definitely geeky. All right. Listen. For movies, music, video games, the politics. So that's both of us. Interviews coming soon. Description by Joey Craig. No whatsoever. Oh, I don't see. I didn't add that that part right there. <laughs> My co-host Delvin Cox. Whatsoever. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, this wasn't a problem back on, on SoundCloud. I basically copied and pasted everything from SoundCloud and put it on there. And then it took the person whose name is on the account and put by this person. I think Joey Craig's trying to replace me on the podcast. So okay. next time you guys listen to Chaffee's on the talk with Joey, you know why. <laughs> Scour cast featuring Chaffee. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I already see it happening. Oh, man. All right, but we're going to have to close this out. I'm definitely going to have to edit this up a little bit. We're going to have to get this out as soon as possible. But uh, yeah, I'm going to fix that up. But definitely, y'all, if you if you listen to it on iTunes, make sure to go give it a rating. Really appreciate it. Um, and share with your friends and family. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, I think that's going to be it for us. Um, thank you all for listening. And uh, we will talk to you later. Wait, 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 wait. You got anything to say before we sign it off? Yes. If you listen to this episode, I want you to tweet at Joey Craig. Oh God! And tell him to add me onto the Skyward cast anywhere. It's insulting. <laughs> it is insulting that not only do I not get any, not only do I get not a partial bill. Like I'm not even listed in the episodes. I'm not even here. <laughs> Listen, I'm not listed on, and the majority of things I'm not listed there either. The only reason it says by Joey Craig because. It's- it's my account. So it's it's it just took my name off the account. I didn't think I would just put my name in there. So I didn't think I had to put account name Joey Craig and Delvin Cox. Like who who thinks to have to do that? <laughs> That's not even the point. In the description of the show, I am not even mentioned. I'm not in there either. It's it just I Joey Craig. I didn't put that there. Where is this? Point this out to me. Point what out to you? The fact that you you just yes, I'm gonna need you to point out where where it says because it's probably some trash added to it because it says oh well Joey Craig made this so they added that at the bottom. I'm not gonna put description by Joey Craig. What kind of stupid trash is that? Why wouldn't people automatically assume that someone who wrote that that is in the podcast, made the dang description. All I'm going to say is I'm not adding on this at all. And I'm greatly offended by this. So I want you guys to boycott for me. Okay. Rise up and tell my oppressor that this shall not be stand for. Wakanda forever. Oh, God. You're a mess. Anyway... Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to y'all later. Down the street. Peace. Walking down the street. Walking down the street. Heard one of my beats. The driver was a G, the passenger was a geek. Turned on arena.
outside the window 